I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters. I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who has been covering beauty, fashion, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, I'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty is a Bitch podcast. And today I am having a guest back on but we're going to do something a little different. So let me first introduce um, Kim Schlag. We are going to talk about menopausal weight loss, and we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to flip the script, and she's actually going to interview me after I introduce her. So just if you've listened to this podcast before, you, you, you know I've already had her on, but she's fabulous, and we need to have her back on. So Kim is a personal trainer and nutrition coach who came to fitness later in life. She spent the better part of two decades yo-yo dieting, Ending up obese and utterly confused, in her early 40s, she finally discovered that the secret hack she'd been looking for all those years really wasn't so secret after all. She totally transformed her body and mind through proper nutrition and strength training and now helps women all over the world, like me, get strong, lose weight, and heal their relationship with food and their bodies. Welcome back, Kim. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm really excited about this chat. I am too, because... I have been doing your program, the menopause weight loss course for, well, mm-hmm. since April and it's now yep. August. Um, and, uh, I- I'd like to think I'm a success story. Oh, and you I- are. We're going to get there, but here's the thing. I get to take the reins of the show now. Okay. I'm in charge here now, people. Never fear. I am also a podcast host. So you're in good hands here. People listening. I'm not going to mess this up. So Lauren, here's where I want us to start. I want you to kind of catch people up, like bring people up to speed. Tell us about your history with your weight and with your weight loss attempts. Where have you been? Well, I've always had a love-hate relationship with food and my weight. Uh, I had a mom who was uh, obsessed with weight and being skinny and wanted the same for me. And her way of of staying skinny and losing weight didn't never really spoke to me. Uh, and now that she's gone and I'm learning a different way, I realized that it was actually probably pretty messed up. I'm surprised I didn't have a huge eating disorder mm. and I probably do. Cause I do have an obsession with food. She was obsessed with not eating it and I was obsessed with eating it and then sometimes not eating mm. it. Um, so I have usually through, well, up until like I had children and after, uh, because of course I gained some weight then I've always been like, I say losing the same, losing and gaining the same 10, 15 pounds. Uh, and then during the pandemic, when it first happened and, you know, like everybody else, I started drinking too much wine, eating too much banana bread, uh, you know, cooking a lot of meals for my family. And I just kind of was like, I took it as like a ticket to just eat whatever I wanted. And I realized that, uh, besides I just was not feeling well, I was looking terrible, but more than that, I just wasn't looking good and feeling good, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and my clothes weren't fitting. Not that it mattered because I was wearing sweatpants most of the time, but (laughs) 
But, you know, I knew at some point I'm going to want to get back in my closet, but really more than not looking the way I wanted to look, it was that I just did not like the way I felt. Yes. And then you and I met, I believe through Amanda Thieve, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I that's how we met. Yeah. Uh, I, came, I came on your podcast and as we were talking, you started having light bulbs go off in your head and you were listening to me and I know you were like, really? Is this really it? And... <laughs> So you decided to take me up on the menopause weight loss course for its inaugural round last spring. You joined. When you started the course, what was your main goal? Like, what were you hoping to get out of it? Well, I was, I mean, obviously to lose weight. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that one thing that kind of like learn, lose weight and menopause, because I was finding that, um, you know, the, the tips, the tips and tricks that always seem to work for me, uh, were no longer working. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was on, you know, doing a lot of cardio. I was on my bike a lot and, you know, cutting calories and I was just miserable and the weight wasn't coming off. So I, just to go back, like right after new year's, uh, I went on, um, whole 30, uh, and successfully completed it, which actually I think did better for me to stop me from drinking because you can't drink any alcohol on it. So mm-hmm. that was that in itself was good. And it was also a way to kind of reset, but it's not sustainable long term, right. at least not for me. It's too restrictive. It's not for most people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who they're like, yeah, that's where that's how I live. Um, no, I've met people that have been able to do it for three or four months, but no, mm-hmm. not um, and, and so, you know, I, I, I just wanted to learn a better way. And also I think that um, I was also feeling, you know, since I'd had two spinal surgeries and I was feeling better and more fit, you know, more stronger, I should say, not fit because at the time I was not feeling fit. Uh, I was, I was kind of ready to do something else. So mm-hmm. I think, I think I was just ready. Yeah. You were ready to not just do the bike. You were ready to try something that wasn't super restrictive. Um, you know, that wasn't like a whole 30 cutting things out. And Frankly, you have knocked it out of the park. You have done an amazing job these last few months. Tell everybody your results. Let's start because people are usually interested in like the physical results. So give us some stats and then we're going to talk about some really important um, big metal switches you've made. So tell us some stats. Uh, okay. So, um, like, you know, when we originally started, my goal was, you know, to lose a certain amount of weight. And I think I had said like, like I'd like to lose 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely gained 10 during the pandemic. And, you know, after my spinal, just to go back after my second spinal surgery, I actually got really pretty thin, but I call it skinny fat because, you know, I wasn't doing, I couldn't do anything. So, right. um, and you know, people are like, oh my gosh, how did you stay so thin? And I'm like, well, I stopped eating basically, mm-hmm. not completely, but a lot, you know, because yeah. something's got to give, if you can't work out, if you can't exert the energy, then you got to be careful what you put in. So I managed to stay pretty thin, but as I said, I was skinny fat, no muscle, no muscle tone. Right. And then of course, during the pandemic, that weight just came right on super quickly. And, um, so I, so just to date as of this morning, as of this morning, I have lost 11 pounds and have been steady at 10 for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. And today it's 11. Uh, I've lost nearly 12 inches, which to me is amazing. So it's shocking, right? Shocking. Yeah. My clothes are fitting really differently. I mean, much better, obviously. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't gone and bought new clothes because now my old ones fit better again. So that was Which really kind incredible. of my goal. I didn't want to go buy, I have like 
I have a lot, you know, I'm a clothes whore, so I have a lot of clothes and buying a larger size on my clothes is not, was not feeling. Yeah. And so now you have, you can be back in your old clothes and that's a great feeling. That's fantastic. So besides the fact that you've lost 11 pounds, you've lost 12 inches, um, you've gotten really strong. I've been really impressed with, with your progress. Tell us about some of the light bulb moments that you have had in the past few months as you've done the menopause weight loss course. Well, I think I, well, one of the things is that I learned is that, you know, I, especially because, you know, as someone that's on social media a lot and things like that, you know, I hear so many women uh, in middle midlife, uh, you know, saying, oh my gosh, it's so hard to lose weight in menopause. And I'm, I was one of them and I, I still am one of them. It is harder to lose weight. I mean, that's, that's the truth, but, mm-hmm. it, but it can be done, which is what I wasn't really believing without, you know, I'm like, Every time I saw somebody post about, oh, I take this supplement or I'm taking this or I'm doing this and I'm doing, I would like go research it. And I was like wasting money buying this stuff. And the one thing that I have found from this is it's so freeing to like read this and know like a lot of these influencers that are, I hate to say this because a lot of them I'm friendly with that are promoting this, that, and the other weight loss supplement, whatever it's crap. So, you know, that's freeing because I don't want, I don't want women wasting their money. Right. things that, that don't serve them and don't work. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. So, um, yeah. And besides even just the money, which is huge, yes. their time, because that was yeah. me for years, like throwing my time away, trying all these different things that just never were going to get me results. Yep. And it's just so frustrating. And I kept, you know, gosh, we only have one li- life to live. We don't want to spend our whole life freaking trying to lose 10 pounds. And so, you know, it is a freeing thing to know, like, there is no product I can buy out there. There is no supplement. There's nothing I can drink. Nothing I can rub on my body. <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing that's going to help us lose weight. Again, it's again, it's, it's freeing. And it's, it's, it's also, it, not only does it free up money, it frees up headspace. You know, like, yes. you don't have to think about all this stuff. And, and so, you know, I think that what I've learned most importantly is that you can lose the weight. You just have to get your, your expectations have to be in check. And the number one thing, that I think really, and it, this was a light bulb moment for me, and it was very freeing to me when I first interviewed you, and now I, I, I live it and breathe it, is that it's not normal to lose two to four pounds in a week. And you said that, and I was like, what? I'm like, but every diet I've ever seen promises like, oh, you'll lose two pounds a week, you know, or what? And, and you said it's more likely that you're going to lose between like a half a pound a week, maybe mm-hmm. two pounds if you're like, you know, extra, if you have more weight to lose. And more likely to be around a half a pound. And I was like, oh my God, that's so freeing. I'm not a failure. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing that really keeps people tripped up because they think it's not working yep. when really it's working great. Yep. And so for you to have spent these, this month see, these months seeing that, like, wait, if I keep doing this, there's a half a pound and there's another half a pound. And now we're how many months in and you're down 11 pounds. And a yep. lot of people never get there because they think, you know, six weeks in, there's got to be something wrong. Five weeks in, like, it's not coming off at two pounds a week. It's not even coming off at one pound a week. And then they might think like I used to, oh, screw it. And then you just like the wheels come off the bus and you just, you know, start That's it. the feedback I'll and then you throw in the towel. And, and, you know, I, I haven't had that moment. Like, you know, I, I think I, the other night I, um, it was my son's birthday and we went and got him a meal of like, you know, chocolate, you know, at one of these pl- chocolate places like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory experience. And, um, I, before we went, I, I said to myself, self, you may have a few bites, you know, guy, 
But when we got to there as a restaurant, I thank God they had some other food. I ordered a salad with like my chicken and, you know, my protein. Cause, and I, I took a couple bites and I'm like, oh my God, the scale is going to be up tomorrow anyway. So when I got home, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to have a couple bites of ice cream, which I never do anymore, ever. And I, I took a couple, little spoon, not, not a heaping spoonful, but like little two, two. And by the second taste, I was like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. And I rinsed off the spoon, put it in the dishwasher and put the, you know, put it back in the fridge freezer and I was done. And that's huge. That's huge. For me. That was, that was big for me. Yeah. Not throwing in the towel, just, yep. you know, yep. eating one thing oh. that you hadn't planned to, that isn't a switch for you anymore to like go oh. all in on all the oh. things. No. And PS the next day, the scale was actually down. And then <laughs> it was down more today. Right. Freaking. Amazing. Yeah. No rhyme or <laughs> Cause some days you're holding on to what, that's the other thing I learned. Like one day it might be water weight. Like you, know, you don't know what's going on. So, you know, I am weighing myself every day, which I thought I was going to have a problem with because that's the other thing. Like I used to be, my parents were obsessed with the scale and I was, and then it took me many years to like wean myself off of weighing myself every day. Mm-hmm. And now I do weigh myself every day, but it's, it's different. I'm in a different headspace. Like it's not obsessive compulsive. And if it's up a little bit, I'm like, eh, and I shake it off. Yeah. And, and the reason Lauren, that it's not obsessive is because you just explained it really well there. You know, that just because you get on the scale, even if it's up, it doesn't mean you gain fat. Like maybe you had more, you have more water weight because you had more salt or you had a little more carbs. But what you've realized is you might literally be losing fat in that exact same moment. And yeah. so it doesn't have that emotional hold over you anymore. It's not going to dictate like what you do that day. You're not bad when the scale is up and good when it's down. And wow, that's a massive light bulb moment. It, it, is. it is. I have many light bulb moments. There's, there's been a lot. So Yeah. Tell us another one. Uh, the, that muscle is much more important in midlife. So weight training is a must. Like I had heard that and, um, you know, I now, and I didn't think I would be able to weight train and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, not lifting like a hundred pounds or anything like that, but I am weight training because, you know, I saw like osteoporosis runs in my family and I saw what happens, um, with my mother when she just kind of like climbed into bed and she was, you know, in her seventies and I just watched her disintegrate and Mm -hmm. wither away. And I don't want that to happen to me. So, um, I'm going to do everything I I can. And, and, you know, the other thing that goes with that too, and I hear so many people say this, and I I love that we do talk about this and we've talked about this, is that, you know, a pound of fat, uh, weighs less than a pound of muscle or vice versa. And like a pound is a pound. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But, but the muscle looks better than the fat. So, you know, it's right. It's, it's interesting. Like, you know, I look down and I've got like, you know, some muscle now, you know, which yeah. is amazing, especially. Those are all such big benefits of strength yeah. training. You hit the big ones there, Lauren, like our bone density is important. Yeah. Having muscle is going to be important for us to age well. So we're not just laying in bed so we could actually take care of ourselves and, you know, enjoy our lives in our older age. And then the fact that you just look better when you have muscle on your body. You do. You do. I, I have to say like, you know, I, I, I don't mind how I look in clothes the way I did. Even when I weighed this a year ago, I, yeah. I weighed the same a year ago, but I look so different. That's exactly it. Isn't that amazing? And this is only after four months of strength training, like four yeah. months of dedicated strength training. And like you said, you're not lifting hundreds of pounds. Like Lauren's not becoming a power lifter, oh, but, she's pushing, but she's pushing herself hard in the gym. Um, and she's seeing physical results. That's incredible. That's incredible. All right, hit us up with another one. What's another light bulb moment? 
Um, okay. Well, two things that eating in a calorie deficit is the only way you're going to lose weight. And also that you've got to start eating protein, which is something I was not doing. I yeah. mean, how much do you yeah. think you were eating before? Oh God. If I got, if I got 40 grams of protein a day, I bet, I bet that was about my max. You know, to me, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to eat. I didn't think about eating protein. I just, yeah. was like, I just, as long as I ate not, you know, not very high caloric food, um, and, you know, and it wasn't very dense, like I, I just wasn't eating, I, I wasn't eating enough of the right stuff. And let me tell yeah. you, the first few weeks of eating all that protein was really um, hard because I, mm -hmm. I wasn't used to it. And it seemed like I was eating a lot because it's so dense. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I just acclimated to it pretty quickly. And now, you know, I, I, it's not, it's not, I mean, yeah, there are days I come in a little low, but usually if I come in low, it's by, you know, because now I'm eating like 120 to 150 grams. So some days I come in closer to a hundred, you know, mm -hmm. maybe 105 and it's like, but that's okay. Like I don't, I don't like beat myself yeah. up. At least I'm eating, I'm eating protein. And then because I have to eat so much protein, I have to think about, okay, what, you know, I'm trying to get about 40 grams per meal. Or, or, you know, get some snacks in there. So you kind of yeah. have to plan out your day a bit. I've um, seen your protein cheesecake. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I've got to get that recipe. Oh, yeah, you do. And it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Enough. And it's, it I looks actually, good. How I much protein have, is in it? Um, it's like 20, 20 grams of serving oh, because nice. you're putting protein powder. You have to put nice. Protein. Although my husband asked me to make it without the protein powder because he didn't really like it. And so I did. It, it still has a lot of protein in it, even without the protein powder. Okay. It's got eggs and it's got um, yogurt and oh, okay. cottage cheese, or not cottage cheese, cream cheese on it. Cream cheese. And um, it's still, it, you know, it didn't taste much different. So I was like, ha ha. So I'm going to put the, the protein back. And I'm like, and guess what? You don't have to eat it. I do. Did you ever think you'd be the person making protein cheesecake? Never. <laughs> or just cheesecake, period. <laughs> uh, right, because you don't eat cheesecake when you're trying to lose weight, right? I do not eat cheesecake. <laughs> oh, and here I am cutting myself a piece. And like today I had some, I had some um, with lunch and I put like fresh berries on it. It was really good. good. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of women are just where you are when you, st when you started, where you were around that 40, 50 grams and they have no idea the impact it's going to make. Like you said, it's dense. And that is so helpful when you're trying to lose weight because then you're not hungry all the time. And so it's really like, you want to talk about a diet superfood, protein is it because it helps you stay full in your calorie deficit. And the big job it has is to keep your muscle because when we're eating in a calorie deficit, we are going to be losing something. And what we want to lose is fat, not muscle. And that's one of the reasons that you're seeing such good results as far as the muscle on your body because you're eating enough protein. And most women are not. Well, yeah, there, you know, and it was hard at first, not going to lie. You know, it was, it was a lot. I felt like I was like eating a lot, you know, because again, I was not used to eating. I, I felt like I was eating more, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that, um, I, you know, I, and the thing is, is I don't feel deprived now. Like I really don't. And that's really that's good. Huge. I'm not, you know, and I'm also learning like, okay, if I want to eat something, then, you know, it's kind of a give or take. So something's going to have to get. So I kind of plan like, all right, if I'm, you know, maybe I knew I was going to eat some chocolate or whatever for my son's birthday. So I made sure that at first I ate a salad with protein on it because I don't want to go in hungry. So I ate more bites, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, it turned out okay. 
So I'm, I'm not feeling deprived. Um, I mean, I'm a little nervous because I'm going to be traveling and, um, you know, I'm going to obviously not be sticking to this so much. But the one good thing is that I, I do keep myself accountable. We, there's that app that I've been using, you know, the app to document, like I put in all my food, everything. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And then I can kind of see, you know, so I still plan on doing that even when I'm on vacation. I'm sure I'm Great. sure by dinner time, I'm going to let it go. But, you know, it looks yeah. like get the first half of the day, like breakfast and lunch in there. And that can be impactful because a lot of times when we go on vacation, we're just like, ah, I'm on vacation and we're just, you know, going knees deep in all the junk all day long. And so it's great. Even if like breakfast and lunch are like, I kind of keep to my usual routine. Look, it's vacation. No matter what you do on this week and a half, two weeks, it's not going to have a big impact on your long-term results. Um, the word I like to use for what you were describing there, Lauren, the idea that um, you could eat anything that you want, you just had to kind of like pick and choose is nutritional compromises. And it is such an important skill and you've learned it really well. Like if you want to have X food, you can't have Y food too, right? And you have right. to like make room for it. And if you need this much protein, where what calories do you have left? It's a really powerful tool and you've learned it really very well. Well, I, I, I also just want to say that, listen, I, I really thought and I that I knew a lot about diet and diet culture because I have grown up with it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I came into this like, yeah, of course I know that like, you know, you shouldn't eat this and you shouldn't eat that or, or, you know, a, uh, you know, a low fat diet is, is BS because it's all sugar. You know, there's a lot more sugar and all this kind of, so I knew a lot of this, but I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. That you know, like, what I was it you didn't know? Tell us like, what was the, this that you're like, I did not know that. Well, um, again, that I needed to be eating so much more protein. Yeah. Especially in midlife, you know, like I think that that it's, I didn't understand that. And that, you know, and, and I, I knew in my, my gut and in my head that obviously that doing food restrictions is not sustainable long term. And that if you deprive yourself of something, it's a recipe for disaster in the long run. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Yes, there are certain people, very few of us that can live that way, depriving their, themselves. I listen, I've met people that can do it. They spend their whole lives depriving themselves of things, but yes, you know, I think, I think that life is for the living and, you know, I want to enjoy, I like food too much not to eat it. And, um, you know, I, I see too many people with a messed up relationship with food. I've, I've lived with someone, you know, my mother, um, mm-hmm. and you know, she deprived herself of a lot, you know, and, th- and then she would like binge it because at some point you're like, I, I, I need this, you know? And yeah. So, and I think, I think the thing is, is that I have learned that there, there is no quick fix and that it's, it's also not rocket science. Like if you think about this, this is all common sense. And like everything that I've learned in this course is like, no kidding. It was just the way you kind of <laughs> piece the puzzle together. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, you have that light bulb moment and you're like, Yeah duh, you know, that makes total sense. So, and I totally resonate with that because that's the way I felt. Look, I would, I'm not a person who was always in shape. I'm a person who struggled with her weight for a really long time. So in the beginning of my, you know, teenage years and in my twenties, I was just always chasing, like, I need to lose five pounds. I want to lose five pounds. But by the time I got into my thirties and I started having children, I gained 50 pounds with every one of my kids and I never really lost all of it. And so by the time I was in my late thirties, I was obese and I was really struggling to get a hold of what do I do and like, what's going to be the thing. And I kept trying to find the thing. Mm-hmm. And when I finally found the thing, I'm like, this can't be it. Like, this right. can't Definitely. be it. This can't I, be it. And there, it's, it's there in front of you the entire time. Yes. And I'm like, no, I really thought it was coming to me like some secret formula from the rainforest. 
Like right. it really is like figuring out a way to eat where I eat fewer calories in a sustainable manner that I can enjoy without depriving myself. Yep. And I eat enough protein and I move my body and I lift weights. That's it. And the trick is learning to do all of those things day after day and enjoying it, like being able to sustain it and understand it because people might hear that and we're like, really? I don't believe you that it's it. And I get you. I didn't believe it, that it was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because um, I think that that's the other thing like this, you know, this it's now, now that I, it's like, once you learn it, you can't unsee it. And yes. So there's no turning back, but you know, it's funny because I said, you know, this is, this is the rest of my life. This isn't a diet. This is when I say diet, I mean, like, this is my, this is the way I eat. Yes. You know, and I don't, it's not diet as in like, to me, diet always meant that there was a beginning and an end. And I don't right. see this being an end. Like I don't see myself eating in a calorie deficit for the rest of my life, but mm -hmm. I do see myself eating this way for the rest of my life. Like a lot of protein, I got to move it or, or, you know, move my, move my meat, you know, move my legs. Yes. I, um, lift weights like this is, not, and so it's funny because my son, this is really funny. My son who's 10 years old says to me, well, you know, mommy, I mean, you're this, how much longer are you going to do this? I, you're not going to do this forever. Cause I know you, you're going to quit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, honey, this is, this is it for me. And he's wow. like, what? I'm like, yeah, this is, this is mommy now. You know, I, uh, that's it. Because you, you've changed, you've changed enough habits that this is just who you are as a person. Like this is how you approach fitness. This is how you approach your food and you don't need to be on, on, you know, and here's my little uh, quotation. You don't need to be on a diet, right? We all have a diet that we eat because you're not looking forward to the end of it. Cause frankly, you're eating cheesecake now and you went to Max Brenner's and were able to have some chocolate, right? It's not like you're waiting for the end of the diet to be able to eat those things. Like you literally get to eat those things now. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not deprived. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, the two things I'm having problems with though, when you and I've discussed this is for me, well, now I, I have an injury, so yes. I have to modify the, the lifting, but I'm still lifting. I'm just doing a little bit more upper body. Um, yes. and then, um, I, two things that I'm having problems, not problems, but you know, kind of are, are the neat. And if you can explain what neat is, cause I always get this sure. wrong. Yep. NEAT stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and it's all the calories we burn just going about our daily life. So, you know, you're playing with your dog and you're washing your dishes and um, walking around Target, all of those things, those, you actually have more room to burn calories there than you do hopping on your Peloton because there's just more opportunity throughout your day for those things. And so what we do is we actively pursue increasing this neat. And we do that through tracking your steps. And Lauren, right. you've done a great job with that. Uh, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's funny, like I'll hit, I'll, cause there's certain, you know, certain measurements, their goals that I like to hit every day. And that is, uh, you know, did I do my weight training ever, you know, mm -hmm. three times a week? Did I, uh, eat in the calorie deficit? I usually nail that. I'm pretty mm -hmm. 100% on that one. Did I do my, did I hit my protein? Uh, mm -hmm. I'd say I'm like 95% on it. Okay? Incredible. Okay. It's the neat because, you know, I sit at my computer, I'm working. Uh, I try to get up and walk around a little bit, but there are certain days like I am just not moving. Mm -hmm. And as we get older, we tend to sit more because I'm not chasing yeah. the kids. I'm not, you know, like I, 
it's just the opportunities for me to get up and move are less. So I have to really think about it. And sometimes like, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm only at, I didn't hit my, my steps. Cause I'm now I wear a, you know, a Fitbit mm-hmm. and, um, it's, I walk around with a watch on one arm and a Fitbit on the other. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, I don't hit my steps all the time. And I, so that's like the one thing I'm, I'm really, yeah. And I know for you right now, it's a little complicated because with the arthritis and the knee flaring up, like right. that's not going to happen. But when that is resolved, right. where do you see in your day that you could find more steps? Like, where do you see, like, that's a place I could try and put them. See, that's what I have a hard time with. Like, I have to consciously carve out time to go for a walk. Like I do have that's a your answer. And I, you know, but some days I can't or, or, you know, it's, it's pouring out and I can't get the dog. Yes. I don't, you know, you know, and then my, I'm doing this with a friend of mine and she's like, so I put on my raincoat and I put on my boots. And I'm like, I'm not, that's not me. That's just, dude, I've got work to do. And then, and then I'm <laughs> oh, like, Claudia, she's out there in the raincoat. See, and that's my approach to it too. I will go outside and put my snow boots on. Like I, in the winter, if it's snowing, I put on my Uggs and I put on my hood and I go. That's not everybody's approach. And if you're like, that's not me, it doesn't have to be you. So what we have to do is figure out what could you do? What have you seen some of the other ladies in the group do? Like, what have you seen some of the other ladies in the community do? Well, one thing, one thing, well, walking around my house is not. Does you're not, like, that's not for me that's either. That's not for me either. That is no. another big strategy. A lot of the ladies yep. use that one. Yep. That's not, you know, that's not for me. Because I'm the type of person that I'll start walking around the house. and be like, oh my God, I need to put this away. Or, oh my gosh, look at that dirt under there. And I got to start cleaning. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go off on a tangent. I will tell you, I do that too. And I actually think that's a good thing because if I'm pacing around my house, I'm like, wait, I have to take this laundry basket and put it up there. Wait, and then I'm going to grab that thing. I get a little bit of housework done while I'm just getting some steps in. I usually like pop a podcast in or something and and I'll get some steps and then I do some work while I'm doing it. That's kind of what I've been doing. Like I I do, um, I find like if I can grab, like when my son goes to karate, um, Mm. I put on my headset and I listen to a podcast or I, I hop on a clubhouse. Yeah. Know, and then I, I walk and, you know, and then I'll be like taking notes on my phone and the notepad, you know, like, yeah. I must look. Insane. That's a great strategy using yeah. those times where we have to be somewhere. Like yeah. when you're a mom, like there are times you have to be somewhere, but you're not the one doing the thing. Yeah. Using the karate time or the football time or the um, swimming lesson time to, you know, pace in the lobby or go outside or wherever it is. That's a great strategy. That's a good spot for you to look. So that, that, that is, is, uh, one area that, you know, I'm, I'm trying, Look, you, you can't be perfect at everything. Like you're hitting 90% with your calories. Amazing. You're hitting, you're, you're really consistent with those workouts. So look, you'll keep working on this one. And the thing that really helps, and you hear me talk about this all the time is being a person who looks for solutions and not excuses. And right. so it's fine. If you're like, you know what, I'm not put, I'm not the person putting my raincoat on and going outside. Fine. That's not your answer what can you do? And so that's right. the question we always ask ourselves. All right, I'm not going to be that person. Maybe I'm the person who I'm going to take a call. I'm going to call my best friend. I'm going to call my dad, whoever it is. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to pace the house, right? That could be you. There's a yeah. lot of different things it could be. There's not one answer. We just have to have that approach of, I am a person who looks for solutions. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't have to be a perfectionist, you know, yeah. and, and I, it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm become very forgiving because like, I'm not going to beat, it's not one more thing that I don't need to beat myself up over. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. And that's a huge part of this. We don't want you to feel bad about 
We don't, you don't, first of all, you don't need perfection in any of these things to achieve great results. 80% with all of these things we've just talked about, about protein and calories and steps and strength training, you get eight, that done 80% of the time, you're going to get great results. And then when the times when you don't get it done, being mean to yourself about it, it's not going to help. No, and so learning help. to like shut that mean girl voice up is yeah. massive. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have done that. And, um, you know, the only, the only thing that I, I didn't realize before that I was doing, and I'll bring this up because I know so many of us do this, and that is the, the taste lick and the bite here and there of, of something and that those calories do add up, you know? So I have found myself doing that a lot less unless I consciously decide, like, again, for my son's birthday, I consciously decided that I'm going to have a bite of this and a taste of that, you know? Um, What have you done that's helped you to stop lick biting and tasting all the time? Like if that was your go-to as it is for most people, like how have you reduced that? Well, I just knowing that those are calories that add up, just knowing that in my head, it's not that I even had to do anything. It's just Mm. like, it's just kind of like being called out on it. Like you kind of know, like I always used to joke like, oh, look, if you stand in front of the refrigerator and eat it, it doesn't doesn't count, you know? Well, yeah, of course it does. You know, and I was like a little lie that I told myself, a little laugh, you know, but Right. You know that that's not true. So of course, you know, that when you take a lick bite or a taste that, you know, it's still, yes, you're not consuming the whole thing, but if you're lick biting and tasting all day long, yeah, it adds up. There's your deficit right there. I'm just not doing it as much, you know, I just don't, unless it's conscious, unless like, I'm like, okay, I'm consciously going to have a taste of this. But like, like if I make my kids, like a lot of the food that my kids eat, um, mind you, they eat a lot of the same foods I eat now, which is another thing that's been great. Um, but like, if I make them mac and cheese, I used to like, you know, have a bite or like take the last bite or when I was about to clean out the, and I'm like, how many craft bites of craft macaroni and cheese? It's not that good. It's not, <laughs> it's not you know, I don't need it. And so I don't, I don't touch it now. But the other good thing is that, you know, my family's eating with me. Um, and I mean, they always eat with me, but I'm saying like, I'm cooking for, for me and bringing them along. Cause it's not that bad. And like, maybe I add for them, like, you know, um, a starch that I wouldn't eat, or I go buy like a good loaf of bread for them that I don't, mm-hmm. eat. you mm-hmm. know, something that's everybody's satisfied. But yeah. I made a meal the other night and I, I documented it on, on Instagram. And like, this is what I made for myself and my family. And they loved it. You know, it's like, everybody's happy. So, and that's big because, you know, so many diets that women try um, have them eating separately than their family. So they're making more than one meal. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, which was me, and, which was me. Yeah. And it was me for a long time too. It also doesn't necessarily set our kids up for success as far as a healthy relationship with food. You know, like our daughters see like, oh, when I get older, I have to eat differently so I can, you know, lose weight like my mom. Right. But when they see us like, oh, mom's eating vegetables and mom's eating the fish and mom's eating you know, the same things I'm eating. It's good for them. It's good for us to be able to eat the same things as our family. So I'm really, I'm super proud of you, Lauren. You've done a great job. You've learned so much. This is a really short period of time. We've been working on this together for just four months and really could not be prouder of you. And um, I see big things in your future. I don't know. All I know is that, thank you. And I, but, you know, basically my goal was I wanted to, look better and feel better. And I do on both fronts. And you so, do, you know, that's, so why wouldn't I continue? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for letting me come on and host your podcast. This thanks is for letting great. me, this is so interesting for, I mean, not interesting, maybe for everybody else, but for me to be you know, talking. <laughs> oh, I bet they're interested. Everybody's interested in talking about nutrition and fitness because it's something we're 
it affects every single one of us. We all have to eat, right? It does. And you know what, you know what I find so interesting too, is like, you know, there are women who have battled, you know, weight their whole lives. And then there are a lot of women that when they get to midlife, like they were always skinny and now they're all the time like, oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, uh, this, you know, I used to be able to eat whatever I wanted and now I'm, you know, getting sick in the middle Mm -hmm. and, you know, can you lose belly fat? You absolutely can. Um, you know, it, it can be done, but it's shocking. I think for some women as well, like, you know, I've always been dealing with, you know, 10 pounds or whatever, but I've met a lot of women that are like, this is new to me. This is new. Yeah. So they know nothing about dieting because they never had. That's Um, absolutely right. So, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to be said. I think, I think that everybody, every woman in a midlife, whether, even if you only have to lose five pounds and it's not even just about losing the weight to me, it's just about, you know, I'm always in pursuit of feeling the best that we can and aging better and aging well and aging proactively and eating for longevity. And I really think that, you know, any woman in midlife could benefit from learning something, even if, even if you don't need to lose, like, even if the five pounds, there's something yeah. to learn here, you know, um, whether Absolutely. It's five or 50 or even a hundred, you know, everybody can stand because I learned something and I thought I knew everything. I mean, you know, when it came to diet, diet. Yeah. And you know, my tagline aging stronger. That's what yeah. I'm all about. Ladies. Uh, Yep. We want to be the woman who can get off on the toilet by ourselves when we're old. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we've we got to learn how to age stronger. And that's yep. what I'm all about teaching. So, okay. I'm going to take the reins again. So uh, your menopause weight loss course, you are releasing a new set. So for anybody that's interested, um, Kim's got a new one starting on Tuesday, August 31st, right? But you can yes. sign up. You can sign up now. Doors open Tuesday, August 31st for this exact same experience that Lauren has had with me. Um, yeah, it's a nine week course, nine different modules that I've recorded that you'll learn each of the things that I just talked about here very systematically. Um, and then we have live calls together so I can help you put them in practice. This course is not a learning stuff course. This is, I learn stuff and I do stuff every single week. You have action items that you work on that I then help you. And there's a great community on Facebook and we all help each other. Um, meet our goals and figure out what our struggles are and see like, okay, what are you doing that works? Cause this isn't working for me. So yeah, August 31st is the day it launches. Um, leading up to that, um, you will see, I'm going to be doing a free class that day, a couple of sessions that day, um, a free masterclass called the menopause fat loss formula. And I describe in depth exactly, do not hold back on any secrets, exactly how to lose weight in menopause. Um, that's going to be like, that's like, if I wrote you, you a few, if I just showed you a few exercises on YouTube, you'd be like, oh, I get it. The course is me giving you the plan step by step. So that's the difference. So come to the master class. You'll get an idea of this is how to do it. And then if you want to join the course, I will literally help you do it. But they're both useful. Okay. So as if you want to look into this, it's Kim Schlag Fitness. That's A-I-M-S-C-H-L-A-G fitness.com. She's also on Instagram at Kim Schlag Fitness. And she offers a lot of tips, which I follow. And uh, I read, yes. I read, I share some of them. And uh, it's it's been great. I hope you guys sign up. Uh, I, I will say that I really like that. You know, you're you have a group of of women that you all kind of cheer each other on. Um, we do a monthly sort of check in with our weight and our measurements, um, the exercises. You have videos to show us how to do all of them, and and then I I print out the sheet when I go through and do my workout. 
and then I can go rewatch because God only knows I have to rewatch them all the time. And because um, I want to oh, yeah. proper form and you're, you're just like you're there, you're there all the time. And there's, it's, it's really been great. Yes. It's really been, it's life. Yes. I'm very hands-on with, with the group. Yeah. It's not like I give you the stuff and leave you like I'm there to answer your questions and give you support. And I'll be, I'll be sharing links and all of that kind of stuff on my social, probably on the blog. Yes. So, and, and, and here, so we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks so much, Kim. Um, and I thank guess, you. This is great. I just want to let everyone know that I am going on vacation. So uh, with this will be the last podcast I do until uh, the beginning of September, but I will be back and back on the plan because I'm scared I'm going to gain weight while I'm gone, but I'll be back. <laughs> and um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. I have a new pro agent podcast weekly, except for the weeks I'm going to be gone. So please contact Lauren at fountain30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Thanks so much, everybody. And um, stay fit, stay healthy, and eat stronger. Bye.